On 11-16, SEM, the Four Diegos. Short corner, plays it deep actually towards Franich, who's whipping this into the box at the back post. Cahill! You bet! Of course, who else? He puts City ahead. Beautiful set piece from the citizens. They've worked on that in the training ground and they bought their party trick to the big dance and they lead in the cup final. Peter Green has a look at the watch. They want the whistle. Vukovic wants to kick it long. City finally have their moment. The FFA Cup belongs to Melbourne City. Oh, that's happy in here during the <laughs> Fort Diego's final whistle. Hey, thanks to Francis Leach, Grant Bevener and uh, Jonathan Howcroft on a fantastic call. And... Uh, Melbourne City, as you heard from Francis Leach, then defeated Sydney FC 1-0, and they are the FFA Cup champions. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this Wednesday night special edition, very special edition of the final whistle. Vinny Venezuela's here as well. I'm excited for uh, Melbourne. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Uh, Carlos, <laughs> Carlos Alberto Diego, you're the next voice we hear. So Hello, Rodrigo. Good to have you back. Oh, thank you very much. And, you know, it's a historic night because the Diegos get to speak about the first trophy for a team that is not close to me. I'm indifferent. I love the game. Mm. The game was a winner tonight yeah, for me. It certainly was, Not Carl. Melbourne City. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I'm happy for one of our brothers. Yeah. Because he's gone through a lot of pain over the years, and he always makes a, a poor choice when it comes to backing teams. <laughs> yeah. uh, and when this team came up, he adopted it. Let's be fair. He adopted them straight away. Oh, he did. He nearly divorced them a couple of times. But tonight, he is cock-a-hoop. He is cock-a-hoop. And we talk, of course, of our very own... Warren Diego, who's wearing the baby blue here tonight. Uh, Warren, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I played really well, actually. I <laughs> yes. thought I did fairly well down that left side. And um, no, look, it's, it's, it was actually fantastic. I, I went there with the family. In fact, the kiddies and my wife are still there now yep. in the mosh pit, which yep. is the citizens behind the, behind the, um, the, uh, the yeah. stadium there. and But you know they'll, they'll be partying with the players. Yeah. Well, your daughters oh, well, and your wife. Yeah, well, that's a bit of a worry. Yeah. But, <laughs> but can I say that it was a fantastic atmosphere and yep. it was really well put together. It was a great game. Spectacle-wise, it built. It wasn't fantastic. Look, I don't want you to talk commentary. Nah. I don't want you to talk. I want you to talk from Tactics. the heart. You've been... <laughs> tell us the darkest time. The darkest in the last six years or six or seven years. Oh. Tell us the darkest moment <laughs> and tell us how you feel right now. Forget about commentary. Forget about uh, articulating anything in any sort of comprehensive, uh, comprehensible way for mm. people out there. Just from the heart, Warren. Make dark, it comprehensible. Dark though. moments. The dark darkest, moments. darkest well, moments. Well, I think there were a couple of dark Friday nights about three seasons ago <laughs> where I used to, where they'd get 1-0 up and lose 3-1 and I'd have to come in here and really cop it from everybody. And you too, and not so much Finney. He's been okay, but you, Rodrigo, and Carlos, really. So there have been some hard. dark Friday, dark, dark Friday nights. Yeah, I've been a shoulder for you to cry on. Yeah, Warren. no, no, yeah. you've been you a fence that. for me to lean on that, more than a shoulder to cry on. They've been a roller coaster of emotions, uh, Melbourne City. They've they've taken their fans 
the ups and the downs and the downs <laughs> yeah. and more downs, a little bit of an up and then a down. But this yep. time they're up now. They've done it. It was yeah. fa- it was fantastic, Warren. No, mate. And, it, and look, we we promised we wouldn't talk crowd, but the total package, <laughs> the total package tonight. You're the one that crowd raised it. atmosphere walking to the. You know what? You actually walked to the game tonight. Yep. Surrounded by. Where'd you people. walk from? Where'd you walk from? Uh, from the from the tan. From the tan. You parked. So you yeah, got the, parked away because you don't want to park the. You don't want to pay the proper parking. No, no, and I had to get here. I had to <laughs> yeah. get to the ground, so okay, I needed yeah. a quick getaway. Yeah, sure. And um, <laughs> it was just a great atmosphere. When we got there, it was fantastic. You know, so, we tried to cheat. The, tell we, us about the walk to the ground. Oh, the walk in terms of. People coming up to me and saying, "Aren't you Warren Diego from the 48? It was just amazing, you know. Yeah. But it was a, a tremendous. You're atmosphere. much taller in real and life, and unlike and unlike normal Melbourne City games where you actually could sit anywhere, yep. you sat in the wrong spot, and the people with the tickets came yep. up and said, "I think we're sitting here, so yep. you had to move to another." So spot. the people that came up to you, they say, "Oh, obviously, radio puts a couple of extra pounds on you." <laughs> but um, yeah, no, sat next to um. Set next to uh, Ryan Grant's parents oh, and yeah. friends of his from Bathurst, yeah. and they talked about his story, and we chatted away. And look, it was it was really good. And I look, what's it mean for this club well, right now, winning this trophy? Well, I think it it legitimises them as a team first of all. As a as a club, they've got to have consistency in terms of performance, and they've got to have consistency in support and everything like that. But I think now the monkey is off the back. Where they get to. Who knows? But I think they will build from this. I think the atmosphere, the potential to grow crowd, the potential to grow a real spirit amongst the team is enormous. So, really good night. It's pretty exciting. Tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing and the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping, our trusted sponsors and partners here in the Four Diego's. It was a big night tonight. Melbourne City defeated Sydney FC 1-0. It was nil all at halftime. Timmy Cale scoring in the 53rd minute in front of 18,751 people at Amy Park. Melbourne City are the FFA Cup champions and uh, deservedly so on tonight's performance. Give us a call tonight, 9429 What is the What is the hotline tonight, boys? Is it the Band of Brothers hotline, Could Rodrigo? Be, Vinny. Could or the be. Win It and They Will Come hotline? Could. The Turnaround Day hotline? Good Times hotline? The Good Times hotline. Warren is very, very happy hotline. We're giving away some fantastic stuff tonight too, aren't we? We are, guys? we are. We're giving away three $50 vouchers and we've got those to give away with thanks 50. to... Yes. $50. $50 gift, three of them. Yeah. Okay. Not to one person. We what about be... if my wife calls? <laughs> well, no, she can't. No, she's with because... Bruno Fornaroli right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's her prize. <laughs> Can I mention the person, the company that's uh, actually given them to us? <laughs> SPT Football, Australia's true football destination. You can shop online at sptfootball.com.au or you can go in-store at 182 Whitehorse Road in Blackburn for the latest football products from the world's biggest brands. And thanks to Jared there. Providing Absolutely. those vouchers for tonight, uh, fantastic organisation, and uh, you know, check out that website because I think it's a, it's a terrific website for any football product you might want. Sptfootball.com.au. Give us a call. We'll choose in the way that we do the best callers tonight. Um, right throughout, we might even do it on the spot, or we may wait until the end of this hour to give give away uh, those wonderful uh, fifty dollar vouchers to SPT Football. Give us a call, 9429-1116, or send us a text message on 0433-981116. Like uh, Jeff, from Black, Jeff from Blacksland in New South Wales, congrats to Melbourne City on purchasing their first <laughs> victory and trophy. No doubt many more to come, and who knows, maybe they'll sell out their massive stadium next time. Do you know... <laughs> 
Gee, cynical. You could read the first well, one that is, comes through. That is positive. Is a, that is the first it, one. It's positive. Do you, want, do you want me to read the other one? Yeah. From Marie. Well done, Sheets. <laughs> Supported by the FFA. Well done, Muppets. Knockoffs of a manufactured oh, club. See, Did you want me to read that's another everything. one? That's everything I dislike about... You know, don't let them bring you down, no, Warren. Don't, no, this is your time. They're not raining on my parade tonight. Get on the phone. Anyone who wants to bag us for anything, get on the phone. And I'll have a chat. <laughs> nine four two nine eleven sixteen. If you're a Melbourne City supporter, this is your night. How does it make you feel? What does this mean for your club? I'd like. I'd like to know what the lowest point. Uh, they experience and what and how they feel right now. I want to see that contrast. Yeah, if we look, can. Uh, you know, we we this one we want this to be a happy yes. happy show. Yeah. I want Snapper to get on the phone. <laughs> yeah, sure, Snapper, get on the phone, buddy. All right, that's it. hi guys. Love the show. Thank you very much, uh, Steve in Port Melbourne. I know Timmy scored tonight, but he, is he in City's best side? Reckon he would make a great super sub. Thoughts. Yeah, look, I, I think that might be a temptation, and with the injury he's got tonight, and maybe the question we should be asking is if he doesn't play much the remainder of the season, because he apparently he's got an Achilles problem, long-standing, Warren. Yep. Achilles problem. Now he's, uh, they're talking lateral. Lateral ligament, in a yep. knee. For you so, and I, that's probably season. For him, it might be four weeks. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. But look, um, I think he would be in the best side, obviously, but he's not, you know, he's, he's hobbled a bit, little bit at the moment. So, uh, but he scored the goal that, uh, that won him the trophy. And... I'm just wondering whether if he doesn't play much for the rest of the season, whether he's already paid that off. Absolutely. I mean, of course you want him to play and he'll find a way. But look, the marketing, you know, the FFA and Melbourne City have been vindicated by entering into this arrangement. And let's face it, it does look, because he's the first it's, one. It's manufactured. Yeah, it's manufactured. There won't be anyone else. You don't reckon? No. No one will fall under the team. It's a Tim Kale rule. They, they they made it just for Tim to come back. No one else is meant to be under this rule. Melbourne Victory know that. They know that. 9429. Let's, let's, let's just call it what it is. It's a manufactured rule to get Timmy back. They've won a trophy. Now, there's a man I, I actually admire, Ivan Frenich. You know, had this... Because you're, really... you're looking at him yeah, on no, TV. No, yeah. I'm looking at him on the TV, but yeah. I'm saying... As a, as a precursor to seeing him on the TV, there's a guy that's fought back from significant injury and was pivotal. He was the one who gave the cross to Tim Carl. And Carlos, you might have said it a couple of weeks ago. I thought it and said it off air and then you yeah. said it on air. The importance of him. <laughs> I, said it, I said it before you thought it. <laughs> right. The importance of Ivan Franich in terms of his crossing and it was vindicated tonight. And really the first game he came back, he did that. So, yep. And considering John Van Skip doesn't rate full backs. Yep. It's not, you know, we talk about that <laughs> it's not the first time uh, Ivan Franich has uh, supplied the cross where Timmy Cale has got an important goal. Did it for a Socceroos at the World Cup. Uh, against Chile, and uh, and I know he's going to provide a lot more this season if Timmy plays enough this season. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Get on the call. This is your show tonight. Joe on the road is a very happy city supporter. G'day, Joe, and welcome to the final whistle. Oh, welcome, boys. Welcome, welcome. Over the moon. I I just saw the first silverware uh, in Melbourne uh, for Melbourne City, but I, what I enjoy is the crowd. The crowd will next to the Sydney. FC supporters, and they congratulated me, and they said, Joe, you've got it. And that's what I like about it, you know what I mean? Both clubs perform there, they're first and second, and I believe at the end of the year, it's going to be another final, and I believe these two sides will be there again. And look, and what, look oh, I'm, I'm crying at the moment, but I'm happy that we've got another Melbourne club there, that we got another silverware, and 
I believe, you know, hopefully we get more crowds to, just to see these players, professional players at Melbourne City, what they're doing for the club. I'm really, we're really happy for you, Joe, because we've done many final whistles over the last six years where we've had to deal with two hours and more sometimes of very, very, uh, you know, city supporters or heart supporters who have been shattered. Can you tell us your darkest moment and how you really feel tonight compared to that darkest moment? Honestly, honestly, deep down, I said to myself, I, 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 look, I prayed, I, ho- I hope we'll win a silverware just to show the public that the Melbourne City Group are doing something right for this club. And I know we had dark ages. I knew at Melbourne Heart we had a lot of dark ages and I knew something's going to turn. And it did turn tonight. Hopefully it will turn for the year and hopefully for many years to come. On you, Joe. You know what I mean? That's what we want. The public, just to, just to give us a bit more spectators. We've got 11,500 spectators. We want to get it to 18,000, 20,000. Let's go, boys! Let's go, Let's go for it. <laughs> Joe, not only am I excited for you because your team won, I'm impressed that the Sydney fans knew your name. That's excellent. <laughs> That's right. Joe, guess what? I'm the host of this show, yeah. so <laughs> I'm gonna, it's the host call right now. For opening the batting tonight, I'm going to give you one of the $50 vouchers with thanks to SPT Football, Australia's true football destination, mate. Stay on the line, and uh, Matt will take all your details, and uh, we'll get someone to give you a call. Well done, Joe. And... What a great way to start. What a great way to start. Yeah. And you know what? All those dark times where really we got through two hours with you, Carlos, in particular, just bagging out on me as a City fan. Just I, I'm just sitting here just refusing to allow anything tonight. <laughs> it's going to wash over but, me. But Joe's a Any real negativity. supporter. Joe's a real supporter. And can he I, pays his ticket to this, get in. You get your media passes. No. You get your party pies in the media. <laughs> this is self Joe in, doesn't get any party pies. No, this is self-indulgent. He, he, you know, Joe pays... You know, whatever the yeah. top dollar is for membership, he's done it from day one. I paid for tickets And tonight. he's been embarrassed and humiliated for many, many years, but now he's got his reward. And that's why I love Joe. I Se- love Joe. Self-indulgent, Rodrigo. But sure, go for my, it. My middle child, Tess, just sent me a text message. It was not on there, but she just said, give me a shout-out, Dad. So I'm giving her a shout-out. <laughs> They're driving home. You know she's with Scalazzo at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> They're driving home with the scarves out. Tess, ignore what you just heard there from Carlos. So the Lily, the Bella, and to Suze, yeah. the Warren Diego Enjoy, girls. Family. Enjoy. 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 It's just Love a great it. night. Enjoy. enjoy more because your husband's not with you, <laughs> right? Because I know you have a great time when he's not around. All right. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Jared in Pakenham. G'day, Jared, and welcome to the final whistle. How you going, boys? Just been yeah. to the game. I uh, won the tickets to at the NFC, but <laughs> um, what a marvellous game it was. Um, I think Ivan Trump. Trangish probably should have got the Paducah mm. medal. It was amazing back there. Um, the defence really held us together. I thought it was a bit interesting that they were um, riding on the trophy before the game had finished. That had me a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jared. I think the one thing, and we did talk about this, we won't go on about this now, maybe in the second hour when Carlos does his tactical, you know... <laughs> lab. lab. It's Carlos lab. Lab, yeah. It was really amazing that you'd go into that game and you'd pick a back four that included three new players from the game on the weekend. Franich was there. Oh, sorry, two out of the four. Jakobsen and Franich played on the weekend, but they brought in Osama Malik and they brought in Kalazo, who'd come off 
a substitute on the weekend against Wellington, had been he'd been really the puppet maker against Melbourne Victory when he played his last full game, and then went back to play fullback. Now that was a risk too because he was playing on yeah, Ryan that, Grant's that, side. That, that's that's you know really if you've really watched your team closely over the six or seven years, you know that John Van Skip has something against fullbacks. He hates that position. He, if, <laughs> if they eradicated that position. From football, he'd be the happiest man in the world. If there was a reimagination, yeah, you mean? He just, he just, <laughs> yeah, he just puts players there because it means nothing to him that position. Colasso playing at fullback, it shocked the world. It didn't shock me. He played a forward in <laughs> Be- Beige. When Beige was there, he was a forward. Played him at fullback. Zulo, Zulo, midfielder, midfield, play at fullback. Um, J- Hoffman, 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 who's a sub forward, <laughs> fullback. Uh, Garuccio was a forward fullback. He doesn't care for that position. He would just put anyone in there. And so, in a way, it didn't surprise me at all. And, by the way, Garni nearly exploited a few times too. Yeah, no, but I will say, side. for me, I know you said Franich. For me, um, Jared, and thanks very much for your call, Jakobsen and Malik, to me, were sensational. I mean, Jakobsen cleared off the line. I mean, if we think about in terms of margins of errors and they had that goal line under complete control now with the extra officials so uh yeah yeah there you go uh thanks for your call as you said let's go to russ on the road uh g'day russ you're in your car just left the stadium welcome to the final whistle thanks guys you're yeah, in the car with uh, two happy young boys so uh, we've been following melbourne hard and city almost since birth really and uh just just so wrapped uh there's been so many ups and downs you know, one of the moments that uh, was pretty tough was um, uh, we get a big fellow like Orlando Engelar, you know, meant to be the great big uh, the great big hope, and he proved to be when he hit the pack, paddock, but he plays his first five minutes and breaks his leg. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just times like that. We, we've, we've had great players, but it's just been, they've been battlers and triers, and I think the, the difference we got this year, we got a really solid list. And tonight was an example. We were, we were just a very solid team out there tonight. Yes, we cleared off the line once. There. But other than that, you know, we were the more threatening side. So I think uh, it's just been a, you know, the, the, the ups and downs and the swings of it all have settled now into a more serious kind of team that we can we can look forward to more wins, hopefully. Yeah, Russ, I think you know, it's a really good point you're making. And I think the word you use or description that it's a serious type of team, uh, I think you've nailed it on the head. Uh, what we're seeing with this uh, addition of... Um, uh, of, of Melbourne City, Melbourne Heart, is a team that is actually full of winners. And what we saw tonight, they played a, a very good side in Sydney FC. In the semi-final, they beat Melbourne Victory, and they beat West Sydney Wanderers before that. These are three, if you're going to pick three teams that are going to be successful this year, you might pick those three. And they beat all three of them through re- resilient football, a serious approach, and they weren't going to be bowed just because they conceded a goal like they had in the old Melbourne Heart days. So I think what we're seeing now is a culture in this team that's a it's a it's a culture that Melbourne Victory has always had, right? But this is a club now that's grown up and it's evolved into a winning club, and uh, and so they'll win more than they'll lose, I believe, with the investment and the way they've built this culture. And I think tonight was a really important marker for them because it was against a very good Sydney side that probably in the first half probably probably had more of the ball and they probably played a little bit better without creating much. But they were a very hard side to beat, undefeated this year so far, mm. and they hadn't conceded a goal in any of the FFA, FFA Cup rounds. So uh, 
Yeah, good. A really good description, Russ. It's a, it's a serious football club now that's going to win things. Russ, I can also confirm that the selfie of the team holding the cup has gone out to Michael Mifsud, and because uh, <laughs> I want to bring him into yeah. some of the some of the lows for me as a as a independent here as an objective observer was some of the misses of Michael Mifsud during that time. And this guy, by the way, then went to play for Malta in European Championships and winning and, and scoring goals for Malta. Thanks for your call, Russ. Really appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Michael in Faulkner. G'day, Michael. Welcome to the final whistle. Yeah, hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, firstly, I just want to say I'm just so proud to be a City Heart fan. Been there since day one, and I'm so proud of the boys tonight. I actually really, really feel proud. Now, just a couple of quick points. Um, in the previous seasons, um, I remember those Black Friday nights like you, Warren. Um, I was never confident. Even when we got up 1-2-3-0, I was always... Scared that we lose it. But now this season, there's something special. We get up 1-0 and I'm confident we're going to hold and win. That is this belief that we're just going to go all the way from now. Yeah, no, I think, you, I think you've really nailed it, Michael. There is a, a solidarity and, and they're a solid team. And, and they fight. For me, and even more than Tim Cale, the recruiting of Bruno Fornaroli, who came with a record that wasn't fantastic as far as goal scoring. But what he bought as well as a season beyond belief in terms of scoring. He bought a Great. person that was prepared to get in a dogfight and compete and drag guys along with him. And I think for me, one individual doesn't change the culture of a team, but in terms of the way that he's played, their mentality on the field, I think he's the single most important player in the way that he's turned the side around. And he's made them, before they were a good team, he made them... He made them a team that people were going to take notice of because of the way that he played and the goals that he scored. And that's really, you know, solidified into what it is this season. Thanks for your call there, Michael. Stay listening because you might pick up the SPT football uh, voucher, $50 voucher that we're giving away. We've got two left tonight. Uh, so make sure you keep listening. It's uh, 25 past 10. Now give me a beat. Vinny's Best on Ground. With thanks to Best on Plumbing, Victoria's trusted plumbing and drainage experts for over 26 years, get to beston.net.au or call 1300-BEST-ON. They do a fantastic job. If you're a plumber and you're looking for a job, they're still hiring. They want the the best plumbers in Victoria to work for them. Give them a call. Mario and the team, 1300-BEST-ON. Vinny Venezuela, who was Best on? Listen, it's it's this simple. A, a, a good plumber likes a plug. <laughs> he does. And Jakobsen tonight just mm. plugged it all up and, and contained things and kept things in order in that back line. And sure, he looks a bit like a boxer, but he's my best on, best on ground tonight. There you go. Um, well done, Vinny Venezuela. Hey, give us a call, 94291116. We'd love to hear from you tonight. Melbourne City defeated Sydney FC 1-0. Timmy Cale scoring in the 53rd minute. Adrian Bob and others, please stay on the line. We'll come back with more of the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Football is like a religion to me. I worship the ball and treat it like a god. Too many players think of a football as something to kick. They should be taught to caress it and treat it like a precious gem. This has been a hot and sweaty, but strangely arousing Pelé moment by the Four Diego's. Throw some clothes on in the door. You're the nearest thing to heaven that I've seen. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Down on creation and the only explanation I can find.
Yes. Don't you just love it? That's Warren Diego's family in the yep. car driving home. You know the text message I got from my beautiful daughter, and I will say this because she's coming home. Yep. She said, we we're all screaming in the car. Great end to a great night. Yeah. Oh, now that's a beautiful child. That's isn't a great it? memory. You've got to be proud of that. Yeah, you should yeah, be. Yeah. You and should be how, very proud. How, how have you <laughs> sired? Uh, yes. Yes. Sired. Sired. yes, yes. He does like sired such beautiful yeah. offspring. No, I don't know. And uh, such a beautiful wife. I can't, I don't get they it. They do it despite yeah. me. But You're that, like the Melbourne heart and they're like the Melbourne city. But to, but to beautiful Bella Diego, that's the yes. best message I've gotten in a long nice. time and it's a great end to a great night. Why don't you send uh, Warren a lovely text message tonight on 0433. Uh, you know who I'm looking for, Rodrigo? 98 11 Sorry, 16. that was bad radio. I apologise. Right. But you know what? I challenged him. I challenged him to step up, Snapper. Yep. And he and you know what? I hear him on lots of other shows, but he's the loyalist listener to the Diegos. Yeah. Snapper's stepped up. I want to hear him praise John Van Skip. I want to hear him praise Melbourne City. So, Schnapper, Schnapper. it's over to you, buddy. Let's go to Port Phillip Bay because Schnapper has given us a call. Good day, Schnapper, and welcome to the final whistle. Oh, good evening, Chad. <laughs> good, mate. So, you had a good night, Schnapper. It's, um, now, it's, 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 it's all right. I'm fishing out and about to tell you that much, but um, full credit to the boys tonight. All credit to John Van Skip. Um, you know, I, I, look, I came into this a couple of weeks ago. I, I wrote us off. I thought we, would, we wouldn't be able to come in here and beat Sydney, but they've, they've proved me wrong. And, um, you know, JVS, you know, that, that was our strongest starting lineup that, that you will ever see of Melbourne City. I think that that's our starting 11 week in, week out. Um, you know, to, to come here and to beat Sydney and to end their streak is. It's an unreal feeling. I mean, you know, we've waited so long to, to actually win a major a major trophy and to do it in the, in the way we did tonight and Tim Cahill scoring and, you know, everyone being salty, especially the victory supporters saying, oh, it should have been a penalty towards the end of the game. You know, it just we love it that the fact that you are watching our club play <laughs> yes. and to win titles like this, You'll be watching us for years to come where we're going to finish on top, win minor premierships, win FFA Cups, win the grand finals, you know, to be kings of Australia. You know, if you're watching us now, it means that you're salty. It means you're bitter. You hate us. We love it. Oh, yeah. Snapper. Snapper, you love the club. You've been there. Well, I'm assuming you've been there since day one. You've lost your voice tonight. What was the darkest moment, the lowest point? Because we've got a sense of how you feel tonight. But what was the lowest point? That you've come from? Um, look, look, I've supported people say oh, I supported victory before. I never ever went to a victory game. Never ever watched a victory game in my life. It was all thanks to SEN when they when Melbourne Heart came along. They gave me a season pass in their first season. That's when I jumped on board. And I've and I've ridden that train up and down through the through the good and bad times. You know, the darkest point was when John Aloisi was our manager and. You know, we're on the bottom of the table, and that, that was our lowest point. The club was on its knees, and John Van Skid came back, and he almost got us into the final that season. That, that's, how, that's, how much of, that's how much we came back from, from the dead. And, you know, to be bought out by Manchester City, you know, no matter what it is, Arab oil or money and all that, doesn't matter. The fact is that, you know, this, this club was on its knees begging for help. We had no members, basically nothing. We couldn't get a crowd to Amy Park. And look what they've done tonight. Nearly 19,000 witnessed. We witnessed history in the making. And I tell you now, 
I'm looking forward to what the future holds, whether JBS is manager or not. But these players tonight, coming off a tough game against Wellington on Sunday, to back it up, you know, Sydney had the extra day's rest, but tonight we're all on top of them. And all I can say is, you know, bring on anyone. We don't care. We will play anyone at any given time. And I'm proud to be a Melbourne City member through the Melbourne Heart Days and right now Melbourne City. So... You know, if, if you're watching, if you're watching at home and you're not a member and you don't support a team, just look at Melbourne City and the foundation that they've built and what they've got. We've got the best training facilities in Australia, world class. That extends from the men to the women to the youth, and that's what it's all about. And tonight, we've waited so long, guys, and it's been a, it's been a painful journey, but we finally got there. And now, all we can look forward to is finishing on top and going on and winning a grand final because that's the next that's the next chapter, the next challenge for this great football club. And you know what? To be a part of it is extra, extra special. And to see those victory supporters have the sort and, you know, try to support Sydney, you know, you're all a bunch of flogs. I hope you watch <laughs> the replay over and over again as Bruno Fornaroli hold out that title on Tim Cahill's header. So we stuck it right up and, boys, Sydney, <laughs> boys! Now, a horse but optimistic. Actually, uh, <laughs> um, that's actually it for the Diego's tonight. We're, we're heading yes. off, but there's nothing really more to say. I mean, a Snapper, he came on a couple of weeks ago. He did. Was a bit that worried. sounded like his yeah, last no, moment. Yeah, no, was worried. It was, um, it, it was the 1-1 draw when we, when we against Western Sydney Wanderers, that game. And he came on, he was a bit worried, but uh, that's it. And, and Snapper is... Yep. He said it better than I could, yeah. which is very, very surprising. Passionate. Love it. Love it. Thanks for the call, Snapper. Let's go to Adrian in Bulleen. G'day, Adrian, and uh, welcome to the show. Give us your take on City. Hi, guys. How are you? Yeah, very, very good. Well. Uh, well, the first thing was, um, didn't uh, the women's team last year win the championship? Yeah, undefeated. Did. Well, isn't that a piece of silverware, the first silverware for the club? It uh, is. No, 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 yes, it is, but it's not an A-League. I mean, we're talking about A-League, and I think that's okay. what... Stories, yeah, but one's a W League, one's an A League. No, no. So well, even before that, Adrian, the youth team actually the youth team won the National Youth League before the women. So, but I think the club and all the media has been around the fact that the men, the A League team, has not won. In fact, they've been deplorable at times in the last six or seven years, and this was a big moment for them. So. I don't think we've been discriminatory. I just think no, it's no, we, we just uh, we're identifying different leagues and and what they've won in the different leagues. Well, that my thing is that I'm actually almost over most soccer, and and I'm scared that Melbourne's going to be the same. First of all, you've got a team now that's got plenty of money, and it's not just the money they've got in here. They've got a, a scout network that, mm. that's around the whole world, which none of the other local teams will ever be able to match, where they can find a player in the back streets of Brazil and bring them over here to their to their third team before they send them to America, and then they send them off to Manchester City. So all the clubs here are on the back foot trying to find good players. They've got... They've already got three. They're the most. They've got more money than anyone else, and they've been given two or three million dollars extra in Tim Cahill money. Um, so they've got a player that's above that pack. Which if he wasn't there, Sydney probably would have won. And my my biggest fear is that it, I've lost interest. I, I'm for Italian. I used to barrack for Juventus in Italy. I don't care anymore because mm. they keep winning. I don't care about English soccer because it's the same four teams. I don't care about Brazilian soccer because it's the same two teams and or German soccer. And if that happens here, we've got two or three three teams that have got all the money 
then all the bottom teams, we don't have a history of 100 years of soccer where the bottom teams have got players that their family have been following for years. Yep. If, you, if you get two or three teams that start dominating like like City's going to, and I, I've, when, the, when the second team came into Melbourne, I was hoping it would be a team everyone could follow. But there's no way known I would follow a team that's barracking for Manchester City because I'm a West Ham supporter. Yeah, Adrian, there's a, there's a lot of actually there's a lot of really good points that I've that I've heard you talk about tonight that other people have said to me over time. But I counter that by saying we've had chats with Ian Robson, um, Robbo, because that's yes. how we know him, yep. Robbo, uh, on the show and actually, you know, um, you know, off the show, uh, off the record, and. Both times, he's said how fantastic it is for Melbourne victory that Tim Cale's come to town because that makes them raise the bar. Now they're thinking, and they're not far away from actually setting up their own world-class physical facility. Uh, I think they were talking about Footscray Park or around that area near VUT where they're going to build their own facility to counter what Melbourne City's done. Now, personally, I think that's great for the game. I think the salary cap by itself will control the complete you know, dominance that Juventus has in Italy or Bayern Munich has in, in Germany. I think that'll be controlled here a little bit. Uh, but people I speak to, even the West Indy Wanderers guys and you know, the top teams, they're wrapped that Melbourne City have raised the bar, uh, built this facility, because everyone's not whinging about it. They're saying we need to somehow find the funds and the resources to do that. But I've heard that, Adrian, what you've, and you've articulated it well, but I'm the opposite. I think, I think it's great for the game. And Adrian, thanks very much for your call. I mean, notionally, even though Carlos intimated that it is the Tim Kale rule, the marquee rule. Well, it is. Well, it is because he's the first. No, he will be the only one. But notionally, Melbourne City are working under exactly the same salary cap rules and exclusions in terms of marquees, international marquees, Australian marquees. Except for the Adrian Caceres rule. My worry is not so much... My worry is not so much... And the, the Luke Bratton rule. Oh, yeah. My worry, <laughs> Carlos, is not so much the big teams in each state. My worry, if you're building a competition, is the Newcastles and the Central Coast Mariners as to whether they're ever going to be able to have the resources to raise the bar that you would imagine the Sydney FCs and the Western Sydney Wanderers and the Melbourne Victories and even the Adelaides and the Perths are going to, and whether the teams coming into the competition are going to be able to get to that point. But, look, Melbourne City are operating under the same rules as everyone else. They certainly are. Let's go to Bob in Baldwin. G'day, Bob. Welcome to the final whistle. Yeah, gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. Uh, great great calling. Um, let's just leave the community game for a minute. And um, <laughs> was a ridiculous announcement made early in the week. I was just wondering if you could get one of the lowies on. Again, we see the national team playing on a round oval in June next year. Yep. Something has to be done about this. You either get Malcolm Turnbull on to answer this question or you get one of the lowies. This is disgusting. 2016, and we're going to go and play at the Adelaide Oval in a it, qualifier against yeah. the Sheiks. And the Sheiks are coming. The, the, the problem we've got here, obviously Ange Postacoglu has a big say surface in where they play because he's been really outspoken in playing on pitches that yep. are just not appropriate for football. Uh, it's... It's pretty much known through football that players don't love playing Adelaide Oval uh, because of the, the, it's a hard ground, very, very fast pitch. It doesn't always suit the way uh, ball-playing sides want to play. 
But the imperatives we're, we're at it right now, they, they, what the FFA do, it's all about the commercial aspect of it. They'll they, pack it out, yeah, and 55. They throw it open to the state governments, who wants it, yeah. and they all bid for it. And Adelaide on this one here wanted it, and they paid the most money. And unfortunately, we're still at that point in the game where we've got to rely on the money Absolutely. from these sources of revenue. And uh, until we get more money from TV, then we can be a bit more discerning with that. But I agree with you there, Bob. But you know, it's that still that balancing but, act between Carlos, commercial ask... side and also what's good for the game. I'll ask you a question, and thank, thanks, Bob, for the call. How long are we away from having a national football stadium? We're $600 million away. That's not, so who's going to put it in? Who's going to justify it? And do we have to share it with rugby? Because it's rectangular. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. I mean, just, just quietly, Docklands, that... Docklands was supposed to be, under Jeff Kennett, Docklands was supposed to be a football ground, soccer ground. But suddenly then it was supposed to, then it was supposed to be shared with rugby yeah. and that then became an AFL ground well, all of a sudden. They're redesigning uh, ANZ Stadium ANZ. into a rectangular stadium. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, given the relationship with uh, the FFA and the Sydney government, uh, the New South Wales government, that uh, that might be an announcement in the future sometime. I just, uh, just sensing it at, I, at some I, point. I, I'm They're... calling for the Lowy family before Frank passes on. By the way. Yeah. Legacy. Part, legacy. A legacy stadium. Well, a, a billion dollars set aside for a football stadium and let them all find out where but, it's going to be. Look, this is, a, this is a big conversation, I know, because yeah. I kind of like the idea of sharing the Socceroos around the country. A pop-up oh, no. stadium. I, I do. No, <laughs> a pop-up stadium. The Frank Lowy Legacy pop-up yep. stadium. We Isn't take what, it on the road. Yeah. Isn't that what they did with the Beijing Olympics? <laughs> they were all pop-up stadiums, weren't they? Yeah. No, no. But I kind of mm. like the idea of taking the Socceroos around the country at yep. this point, building a stadium, and it will probably be in Sydney, yep. will isolate the Socceroos to Sydney. Now, a lot of people say that'll be fantastic because it'll be a, a ground for us. It's a perfect pitch. It'll, always, it'll be pristine. Socceroos will always have a fortress, that kind of thing. I get that. Yep. But it will take a lot away um, from other people's enjoyment of the ground. And, you know, not everyone can afford to go to Sydney. Yeah, um, and, and also England's smaller than Victoria, isn't it? It's, they always play, England play, the national team plays at Wembley. At Wembley. Uh, so it's easier to get there if you want to go. For, but really, Australia, I agree with Rodrigo. Let them travel around Australia and play wherever, whoever wants them. It's 11.44. Come on. Warren's Football Tax Audit. It's actually 10.44, uh, normally on a Wednesday. <laughs> normally on a Wednesday. We, uh, and I normally say it's uh, 16 minutes to 11. Just thought I'd take the easy road. But it is Warren's <laughs> Tax Talk or Tax Audit with thanks to Tax Talk. Uh, and Dominic and the team there will look after all your finances, uh, do your tax with gay abandon. Give them a call, one three hundred three double six six three nine. Warren. Yeah, I've given this a lot of thought, probably the last fifteen seconds or so. <laughs> but uh, now, hard to audit anything tonight. But I'm going to audit Alex Brosk because he went down far too easily in the last couple of minutes. Gave me heart palpitations, <laughs> heart palpitations. So, look, he was good in terms of magnanimously congratulating. Did a really good job at the end. But for me. Just the heart palpitations going down a little bit too easy, trying to sneak that little last minute, grabbing the uh, <laughs> defeat from the jaws of victory. Which you would do also if you're in the same situation at the same moment of the game when you're 1-0 down in the cup final. Oh, you would no. do the same thing. No, you would Carlos, go to ground. No, no. Brandon drops yes. at the, at, at Brandon's the actually, actually... He's on the ground no, right now. I'm changing my mind. No, no, this <laughs> I'm auditing Brandon because Brandon actually... 
He actually waves the fingers at the referee as he's going down before he's tackled. So in the Alex tunnel, Brosk, in the tunnel, Warren. Alex Brosk. But yep. if I'm going to audit a player in, and I'm auditing his haircut as well, <laughs> Brandon. I'm going to audit your audit uh, in the break. That was a no because audits are multifaceted. You know, you just—it's very complicated. The audit and you got to go deep. Talk, can I say, if you're gonna, if you want a multifaceted audit, yep. you know, across all aspects of your business, you go to Tax Talk. But Alex Brosk, Brandan, <laughs> yep, haircut and the way he goes down, audited tonight. Give us a call tonight. Thank you very much, uh, Warren. With thanks to Tax Talk, John Tommen and Christiane, please stay on the line. Uh, we'll take your calls right after this on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Argentina's biggest and best supported club, Boca Juniors, were founded in 1905 by an Irishman named Patrick McCarthy and a group of Italian immigrants. The founding members, unable to decide what colours to play in, chose to adopt the national colours of the next ship to sail up the River Plate. The boat was Swedish, hence Boca's strip of blue and yellow. This has been a useless trivia moment by the Four Diego's. On eleven sixteen, SEN, the Four Diego's. Yes, you're listening to the final whistle. Thanks for your company tonight. Really appreciate it. Melbourne City defeated Sydney FC one nil. Timmy Cale scoring in the fifty third minute in front of a decent crowd of eighteen thousand seven hundred and fifty one at Amy Park. Melbourne City FFA Cup champions for nine, uh, 1996, I was going to say. Uh, 2016, are we? Jeez, I'm living in the past, man. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. give us a call um, or check us out on Twitter, Carlos. Absolutely, and we've got a question from yep. Warren. It's a pretty, I, I think it's a really good question for tonight because you want to be able to scrutinise where Warren's coming from. How, how much was he really a Melbourne Heart, Melbourne City fan? And this is from Peter Tanevsky uh, at Peter MVFC, if you want to follow Pete. His question is, who did Warren support when the A-League first started, out of curiosity? Liverpool, Carlos. I supported Liverpool. So you're a Euro snob. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I went to victory games. I never supported victory. Never felt rusted on. I mean, I never pledged allegiance on radio. I never divorced. So I was a lover of the game. If you can get away with this... You you used to like Newcastle a bit. Yeah, no, I'm a Novocastrian. I'm a a Newcastle person. So I would have said that I... I was a Newcastle fan, Newcastle KB United. You, you, Thanks you, for that, Rodrigo. You dabbled with Bolton as well. <laughs> yeah, that was the Liverpool. When you divorced, divorced Liverpool, that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nine nine never, never victory. So, what, what did you bag for victory? I mean, you, you are a footballer. You like to claim a team and stick with them. Well, yeah, you know, I do. But, yeah, no, it wasn't when they banned us uh, oh, that's right. many years ago from, <laughs> interviewing, from interviewing their players. Oh, because of no, your, your, so hard that, that was that was Lubo Gate. Is that when I had, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah, never Lubo had a go at Kevin Musket, have I? Never. <laughs> oh no, no, you, you no, no like Kevin Musket at all. No, once I did. When <laughs> yeah, there was that little yeah. um, that little tackle. All right, let's go to our, let's go a couple of calls. Tom in Eltham, thanks for holding on, Tom, and welcome to the final whistle. Thanks, gentlemen. How are we? Yeah, very well. You happy? Look, mate, I just need you boys to focus. Enough of the V word. Let's <laughs> let let's focus on the city word. All right. Yes. Boys? Yep. Sure. You you bring us into focus, Tom. Oh, look, boys, I, I, look, I was at the first game, the first hard game. I watched Johnny Aloisi put that unbelievable goal through it. And, look, I've been there ever since and, and tonight. Look, we took a little bite. I think when we played victory a couple of weeks ago on the FFA, we took a little bite out of Melbourne. And tonight we took, we, took a, we took a massive bite out of Melbourne tonight. So, Tom, do you think Melbourne victory should be shaking in their boots right now? 
I, I really don't care about the old victories. <laughs> he doesn't want to whatever. hear it, Carlos. <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever. Oh, the Timmy rule, this and that. <laughs> salty, so salty. It's just, it's inevitable. It's what's going to happen, boys. So just deal with it. It's just, yeah, let's just rock and roll. That's the way it is. Thanks for your call there, Tom. Really appreciate that. Yeah, look, uh, we've, we've actually had a few text messages. Oh, my God, it's kissing your sister cup by listening to this. It sounds like City won something important. Do you reckon that's from a Victory fan? Oh, did Victory well, say that it, last year? it was year? something that Victory really treasured last year. Given it was their only piece of silverware last year, too, that, that's what they... And I know Kevin Musket uh, said that there was a redeeming feature of last year's pretty disappointing season for them was the FFA Cup. So if they loved it, You've got to allow City to Absolutely. love it. Absolutely. Max has chimed in with your kissing your sister cup reference as well yes, a couple yes. of times. So hey, I'm the first one to acknowledge the copper they'll kissing your sisters you around are. the world. You are. And, uh, right? There's a no. lot of those around the world. It, it uh, looked like it meant too much to both yeah. teams tonight. I mean, I want City to have their moment because, the, you know, it, it's a long way down. <laughs> the higher you get, it's a long way down. You know how that and feels, it's not gonna, That's yeah. right. It's not gonna, it, and they would know too because they've been on roller coasters for a long time. But they know, enjoy it, yep. absolutely. It's not going to last. I agree, Vinny. The, the pressure's yet to come for City. Uh, when they're expected to win every week, that's when they'll find a different sort of pressure like Victory have been experiencing for a few when years. When you're now. the hunted. That's right. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. Christiane from Reservoir. G'day, Christiane. Welcome to the final whistle. Oh, jeez, I said oh, Christiane before, now it's Christiane. <laughs> that, that's uh, Pedro, our panel Christian. operator, no, our, our producer. Yeah, it's because he's, yeah. he's, he's German yeah. and he <laughs> likes to put a bit of a European Could dance. Could you put on a German accent there? <laughs> Christy. Christy? Um, no, I can put on a city accent and we're bloody ripper and I'm going to stick it right up. Where's Vinny tonight? Yeah, no, I'm, here. I'm here, I'm here. What are you going to say to me? <laughs> what do you want to say to me? Give me a tissue, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I'm happy for you, Christy. I'm happy that you guys won. Like I said just a few seconds ago, it's a long way down. It's not going to last, but enjoy <laughs> it. Enjoy it. Yeah, I will. And um, I'm just going through the Macca's drive-thru. Sorry. Oh, nice. Well, <laughs> no, take, your, take your time. We're just live to wear. Yeah. Uh, yes, I know. I'm just going to celebrate the win. And you got to show Warren some love. Oh, no, hey. we are. Oh, yeah, Christy. Well done. Christy. Thanks for that, Christy. Really appreciate that. 942-911-16. We've still got two vouchers with thanks to SPT Football at sptfootball.com.au. You can go to uh, their store at 182 Whitehorse Road in Blackburn. It's... Uh, Four minutes to 11. I know you're going to dig this. Red alert. Red alert. Let's go. Carlos's Young Gun. With thanks to Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. It starts in 2017. It's open for enrolments right now. If you'd like more details, check out their website or go to 94098800. It is a wonderful uh, football academy. It's uh, fresh. It's new. They've got great... Uh, facilities and great coaches, uh, make sure you check them out. Uh, St Monica's College in Epping. Carlos? Yes, uh, the young guns, it's a bit difficult because I wanted to give it to a Melbourne City player, but there's not too many young guns. And Kamau didn't have the greatest game tonight. He, he started off very well, but I thought he sort of petered out uh, with that battle with Zulo. But so I'm going to go to the Sydney FC side, Josh Brillante, who's come back to Australia and resurrected his career. One of the DMZ defensive midfielders who was doing a great job for uh, Graham Arnold in the middle of the park. I thought he had a good game tonight. He's my young gun of the night. Nice one. Thank you very much there, Carlos, with thanks to Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. 9429-1116. Uh, just want to ask you before we go to a break, guys, we've got about a minute. Um, was it a was it a penalty? Uh, was did Alex Brosk uh, deserve a penalty right at the end there? 
Well, I mean, we had the benefit of the replay because we were watching in the studio, and uh, and it, on first normal speed, I thought it was a penalty. It I wasn't thought it was a penalty lifted. regardless. No, I thought no. I thought it was okay. a free. Sorry, I thought it was a free kick. Was it a free kick? I or thought a it was penalty? a free kick, mm-hmm. definitely. But when, on second viewing and third viewing on the on the slow mo. It looked like it was a bit of a battle between the two guys, and Brosk went down to a little bit too easily. Yeah, look, I agree. It looked like a pen. I thought he was going to give a pen, but then I, I'm, I'm happy he didn't because the replay, to me, seemed to suggest he was out of the box, and he sort of milked it. You were satisfied with that, Warren, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, the heart palpitations. Because <laughs> yes. Peter Green, he doesn't give much away. You know, he's a bit of a card player as a, as a referee. So he did a good job tonight, and he had to do a good job because it was feisty at the start, very feisty, very poor Challenged by Luke Bratton. I think it impacted the way that he played, but he, he wanted to make a stamp, and uh, yeah, it was a bit feisty. It was a big night tonight. Melbourne City defeated Sydney FC 1-0. Timmy Cale scoring in the 53rd minute in front of a crowd of 18,751 people at Amy Park. They are the FFA Cup champions for 2016. Stick around for more of the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On 1116 SEM, the Four Diego's. Short corner, plays it deep actually towards Franich, who's whipping this into the box at the back post. Cahill! You bet! Of course! Who else? He puts City ahead. Beautiful set piece from the citizens. They've worked on that in the training ground and they bought their party trick to the big dance and they lead in the cup final. Peter Green has a look at the watch. They want the whistle. Vukovic wants to kick it long. City finally have their moments. The FFA Cup belongs to Melbourne City. Welcome to this very special edition of the final whistle here on the Four Diego's 1116 History SEN. making edition. Melbourne home of <laughs> sport. Thank you very much. That's Warren Diego. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. Vinny Venezuela's here as well as Carlos Alberto Diego. That was the voice of Francis Leach that you heard. Uh, Grant Brebner and Jonathan Howcroft brought you the game tonight. Uh, the SEN call team. Uh, they'll be doing it again on Friday night when uh, Melbourne Victory take on Perth Glory uh, and the Four Diego's final whistle will be on right after that call from 10 on Friday night. Melbourne City, if in case you missed it, uh, defeated Sydney FC 1-0. Tim Cale scored in the 53rd minute with the header, went off a couple of minutes later with uh, what looks like a uh, very poor tackle. It was, <laughs> it was your young gun too, Carlos. Thanks very much. In front of a crowd of 18,751 people, Amy Park was the venue. Uh, big, big win. In the first hour, we talked about... Uh, Obviously, City and how cock-a-hoop the fans were. We even talked about venues for the uh, for the World Cup qualifiers. And some anti-City fans there came were. in and yes. uh, they were suggesting there was a Copperdale kissing his sister they won tonight. Yep. And uh, and the fact that the, the Tim Cale rule and there's a Luke Bratton rule and there's a Anthony Caceres rule that they've benefited from. Uh, there's all you know. There's a few question marks about the fact that they've got a lot of money. Someone's actually called them called the City Group the rich uncle. The rich uncle. Of <laughs> Melbourne City. So yeah. there's a little bit of that going on too. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. Tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing and the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. Vinny. Sorry about that, uh, Rodrigo. Can I just say that uh, 
the more I watch Bratton play, it seems that none of his former teammates like him. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> you know, but it's a worry. Of, it's a physical fight. Yes, like it's yeah. not like just words. Yeah, and, it, and it's that, ugly. And he saw at the whenever he gets asked about it. Oh, look, we used, you know we used to muck around on the training pitch when they were supposed to play with him, and it's a bit more than mucking around. I think. Uh, it, I mean, do you it, think it's the hair that does it? I don't know. Like you, you grow a ponytail, and yeah. you automatically feel a bit. You know, my information know. about Luke Bratton is that his teammates love him. He's a bit of a character. He's a bit funny guy. You know, he's a, he's a bit quirky with the hair and all that sort of stuff. But I reckon he'd have a few things to say on the pitch to the opposition. And maybe that gets them a bit riled up too. Do you know those people out there that are, you know, undermining the feet of Melbourne City tonight by saying it's like the kissing your sister? You mean sort of... the people with an opinion? Yeah, well, I would say that. The first kiss, no matter who it is, is pretty special. So, <laughs> your sister? <laughs> your, like, your sister? Warren, please elaborate. Don't, Maybe, no, no, don't, don't elaborate. elaborate. No, don't the floor elaborate. is yours. Don't, it's called no, kissing your I'm sister just, cup for a reason. I'm Warren? just saying. It's <laughs> oh, no. special. Don't Uh-oh. let them. Don't Uh-oh. let them. Listen, I'm not going to be like um, Crew Alexander and just accept this. I'm going to actually call for you. To be kicked off. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call tonight. Uh, um, we're giving away, with thanks to SPT Football, Australia's true football destination, we're giving away two $50 vouchers. In fact, um, I'm going to give one away from last hour. Yeah. To Adrian from Bulleen. Adrian, mm. we enjoyed your different take on the game. So give us a call back and uh, we'll take down all your details and uh, we'll make sure that you get one of those $50 vouchers with thanks to SPT Football uh, at sptfootball.com.au. You can shop online or you can go to their store at 182 Whitehorse Road in Blackburn for the latest football products from the world's biggest brands. It is the football playground mm. at SPT Football. <laughs> make sure you check them out. Uh, sptfootball.com.au, 9429-1116. It's 11 past 11. Dragged, bagged, slagged, lost your rag, absolutely shagged, you've not had a happy game? Let's take an early shower with Rodrigo Rodriguez. Yes, always like an early shower. It is the Q&A. It's been the Q&A of pretty much the whole show. Um, well, do you reckon, Yes. question out of without notice, do you yes. reckon that Warren would have loved to have been in the showers with the City players tonight? I think... Um, <laughs> Yes, the short answer to that is Carlos. Yes. I think he, he would Jeez. have liked to have been... Why don't you direct those questions to me? Because I'm, no. I'm talking to Rodrigo. No, no, he's no. a sensible one. Well, showers being, you know, the collective, you know, <laughs> Carlos term for the dressing Actually, room, if Warren you like. would have, would have, you would have reveled in the old baths they used to have. You know, after Carlos, the English Premier League, sorry, First Division the, games? With the salts, with, the no, Epsom salts. No, it was just the mud. Everyone used to get in there together after the game and wash all the mud off in England. I would have loved... Look... I would have just loved to immerse myself in the whole experience. Like, That's what you I know, meant. before before yep. the showers. I wasn't referring. Before the, ce- the celebrations, pre and post. Yep. Everything. I wasn't, I wasn't. Are you everything. doing the recovery session with oh, the boys absolutely. tomorrow morning? Based, based I'm doing on a recovery just... session at home just to feel <laughs> like it is to be a player. Based on what he said, I think he wouldn't mind. I don't know. <laughs> being in a show with his sister. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I said... Yes, I, I wasn't referring to anything weird no. or anything like that because that's not you 
at all. No, I'm far. I'm many things, but I'm not weird. No, you're very complex. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. Jim in Hawthorne has given us a call and uh, is joining the Q and A. G'day, Jim, and welcome to the final whistle. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Very, very good, well. Jimmy. Uh, been a very good win, uh, game tonight, and Vinny, Vinny, you just need to suck it up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm see. I'm take that. Take that. Victory bias and stick it where they don't take the money. Oh, <laughs> hey, them there are fighting words, Jimmy. Hear the same coming out your little mouth, man. Oh, settle, settle. Vinny, we've got one over you at last, so just sit there, shut up. All right, enjoy it while you can. All right. And, uh, a good game, boys, good game. And, it was. Uh, and Brennan, good lad. At least give him an AFL vernacular. I hope that he keeps doing what the Hawthorne was called at the unsociable football night because Victory and Sydney always try to rub us up the wrong way and try the old trip and all the rest of it, mate. J- Jimmy, Jimmy, obviously you're a really, really heartfelt City fan. You've gone through the dark times of Melbourne Heart. What I'd like to uh, ask the question of our, you know, the, the real emotional City fans and the ones who want to stick up and, in, and actually uh, enjoy tonight, what was your darkest moment? In, on this journey, because I know how much you're loving it tonight, but what was your darkest moment? Because uh, you run us a few times with some pretty dark moments. Surely when they were throwing Johnny Aloisi under the bus, you know. Uh, no, 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 no. I'd, uh, I'd, that's what he's done with Brisbane. Uh, he's sticking around on another bus. But, um, <laughs> no, uh, no, no, that didn't worry me at all. Um, when, Va- when Vance get, got left, uh, that was a dark moment for me because we just went when the Aloisi took over he just I don't know it went the other way I don't like him as a coach at all I was glad when he went to be honest uh, That was and, and that that couple of years was a, a bit of a hangman when Skip came back and then to be honest last last year I didn't think I thought we were going to go backwards with Aloisi and I thought oh, well he, he lost the pace at the end of the year last year was a bit a bit of a downer but this year he's, he's got a, a new game plan and uh, it seems to work and they've got to keep that uh, the only thing is that, uh, that gets me off is because they're always forward and sometimes they get caught at the back on the outside and mm. that's when they start scoring against them but tonight they, they played it well just on tonight boys I just want to thank the FFA for what I didn't think we were going to do it because you had all the ceremony at the front about these boys from uh, Colombia who died yeah the Brazilian team yeah. the plane. and I thank them for that, that minute silence brilliant I hope they do it all weekend all the clubs do it because it's a, it's a it was absolutely ter- terrible disaster, mm. and they'd have been playing tomorrow in a final, and it, it, it's, it, it sends chills down, down my back. But uh, well done for that. The only thing I'm going to bring up from City that you've, it's this evening is the young active crowd. They need to sometimes pull their head in. At the beginning, when the ceremony was on, we had the national anthem. They were screaming and shouting through it, and then at the end, when Sydney went up. They booed them going up the stairs, they booed them come down the stairs and they booed them going off the pitch. When the game's over and it's a FA Cup final, show some guts and determination and pride and turn around and say, well done, boys, you got beat, but you played well and clap them off. It's an FA Cup final. They need to get some nose in them. That's why I'm being very respectful to you tonight, Jim. <laughs> good and on you. A, Jim, you make some good points. I was actually very close to where the active supporter group were and they... They they put up their big banner just before the national anthem, and they had a a group of kids singing the national anthem. They took a while; they did quieten down, but they were into it and sort of disrespected. I mean, I I don't know. They booed 
I don't know. What was important? What was it? What was important was the the respect that was shown, as I could see on TV. You were there in the stadium, Warren, yep. for that moment of silence. It was fantastic for the Brazilian yeah. team that uh, were killed in the uh, in the plane crash, which is the, the so club. awful, yeah. so awful. What happened there? The club and the people of yeah. that, that you know um, Chabacoense mm. Real Football Club have just been absolutely decimated. Brazilian football is is um, in mourning and so so is world football. So our hearts go out to, well, everyone that lost their lives in that, that plane crash in South America, but mm. also, but obviously given Good. our football bent to obviously the, the footballers, yeah. their families, the, the, uh, you know, the staff and the journalists as yeah. well. You know, it was just horrible. It just brings a, a tear to your eye and, um, you know, God forbid that ever happens again. And, so. and the, the, the observance of the moment of silence by everyone in that stadium, from the players to the media to the, to the fans, it was... It seemed fantastic to me. It was. Which is great that we all can come together for that moment, which, again, I've had people who don't even follow football Mm. ring me and talk to me this week since it happened, and they can't believe it. It For some reason, it's really resonating with people. Oh, the outpouring from all walks of life, Mm. but certainly in the football Mm. uh, community worldwide, it's just been... Wonderful, it, uh, but you can. Uh, I mean, it's understandable. The football community does rally together at moments like this, and um, you know they have done for for this tragic tragic accident. Yep. So our thoughts are with uh, Chapa Coense Real Football Club. But um, hey, thanks for your call there, Jim. Let's go to Dale in Roxburgh Park. G'day, Dale, and welcome to the final whistle. Hey guys, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Are you happy? Yeah, I'm very happy tonight. Very good. Uh, Is uh, Roxburgh Park rocking tonight? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, we're still on the way home, so okay. not at the moment. Not yet. We'll get it rocking when we get home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to touch on the point from the caller before. I was actually behind the active supporter group. I thought that during the national anthem it was pretty good from the city supporters. Um, I've been to a lot of AFL games where it's been a lot worse than that, so I thought it was pretty good. And dur- during, the na- uh, during the minute silence, it was... Re- you could hear a pin drop where I was as well. So I thought that was pretty good by the boys. Yeah, no, Dale, I think you're right. And they did quieten down for the national anthem. And it sort of, they erected their big sign and were making a bit of noise and then it came on. But they did quieten down. They weren't continuing through. And you're right about the um, minute silence. You know, you don't have many of those moments, those eerie sort of moments in grounds where you've got multiple numbers. I mean, I was watching the... um, the uh, kissing your sister cup equivalents in in England overnight, and Liverpool had a minute silence, and that's fifty five odd thousand people. Yeah, um, but you, you sort of you worry for those moments though. It's a real big risk these days. There's so much disrespect that's shown across sport with those sort of things. So you worry, but it's great that we had the courage to actually uh, go ahead with it, and the crowd followed through, which is really good. In fact, the easy way out is. Often they give them a, you know, especially the legendary figures. A that, clap. That, yeah, yeah, let's give them applause for a minute. And that sort of is a smart way of getting around the disrespect that might be shown. But I'm glad we showed the fortitude to have the moment silence because everyone observed it tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to the City fans and the Sydney FC fans um, on, on that show. So Melbourne City, of course, defeated Sydney FC 1-0 tonight. Timmy Cale scored in the 53rd minute. Thanks for your call there, Dale. Let's go to Tom in Greenvale, who's also a City supporter. G'day, Tom. G'day, gents. How are you going? Yeah, very very well. Welcome to the final whistle. Thank you very much. Warren. Yes. <laughs> you, you beauty. Yes, Brad. Yes. <laughs> That's Tom. Tom, sorry. I thought I'm just looking. I can't. Yeah, no, Tom, it, it's fantastic. And, uh, yep. 
Carlos right. and all the other doubters can go and you know what, as far as I'm concerned. Warren, Warren yes. we, we don't need to mention those people. They're not there tonight. They're not going to be there in the future. No. Let's not worry about them, mate. No, that's true. Just that's true. Worry about the two football teams that were there tonight that showed a good game of football. And the, um, the so-called hackers that were there last season and the season before, we won't talk about them tonight, mate. So, Tom, what was your darkest time, mate, over the journey? My darkest time was probably two years ago when Victory um, won the championship after Ange put in so much work and then Kevin Musket came in and took his glory. That was my hardest pill to swallow in the last few years, mate. <laughs> That's a different bent on yeah. it. Uh, good on you, Tom. Thanks for your call, mate, and stay happy because... Uh, you know, I think you're uh, thinking that uh, this year could be absolutely... Uh, they could win the treble this year. ...trophy, you know, a winning season for you guys. Can I ask Tom something? You still, is he still on the line? Tom, you there? Yeah, yeah. Well, in the first half, you yeah. seem to be contained. Were you worried uh, going into going in zip-zip at half-time? No, no, I wasn't. I, I think we were, um, we were just playing to a game plan, and then I knew in the second half we'd come out. Sydney were running hard at the game for 45 minutes. And I thought they'd run out of legs, which you saw towards the end of the game. The players were pulling up because they just couldn't go the whole 90 minutes. Fair enough. There Good answer. Go. Thanks for your call there, Tom. Um, let's go to Brad in Blackburn. G'day, Brad, and welcome to the final whistle. How's it going, boys? Very yeah, good. Very well. What, what a nice. What a <laughs> nice. Remember them days when Melbourne Hart used to, used to cool down in, in Rubby's pin? <laughs> Remember them days we'd train out of Bandura in some yep. old crappy university oval that no one gives stuff about? Now look at us. We, everyone, everyone's a bit jealous. Everyone has a, you know, gets the sad because we have a lot of money. Who cares? We want a, We want a title. We want. We want a, We want a trophy tonight. And I mean, that's all that matters. I mean, at the end of the day, people, everyone gets their money. You know, whatever. We're, we're in the rules. You know, we've done nothing wrong. And people can point the finger and get, get you know, get the sads and whatever. But at the end of the day, this is probably one of the best things to happen to Australian football in a long time. That a team, a, a Manchester City, a big club, has has taken a club from Australia under their wing, and turned them into what they have. It's it's absolutely amazing to have been on this roller coaster ride for the last few years. Yeah, Matt. And yeah, I was going to say, I, th- I think you're a hundred percent right. And I got a sense tonight that, as much as there were, you know, fifteen hundred or so Sydney fans, that of the eighteen, nineteen odd thousand people, that there was a lot of Melbourne City colour. Now. I think the only challenge for Melbourne City in the midst of being a bit calm in the second hour after the euphoria, we can't get supporter fatigue. You know, those guys that played, you're going to be able to go and get $10 tickets. You know, tickets were really, can I say, the FFA really did a fantastic job at pricing tickets. We went in, got our tickets this morning as a family for under $40, and that's for five, the whole, for the whole family, 40, that's 40 they've, bucks. They've, but they've learnt, really. They, they mucked up. Was it last year's one? Yeah. Where they only got 15000 because people refused yeah, to go. So credit where credit's due, though. That's, that's 40 bucks for a family of five to go along and watch the final. But, you know, you're going to be able to get $10 tickets on Saturday night to watch Melbourne City play Brisbane. Brisbane are playing great football, had a really good game against Melbourne City. So our fans, as much as there's been effectively three home games in a week and not everyone can afford to go, my sense is there were a lot of people there that might have been... We use the term theatre goers. Well, if they were theatre goers, they bought their they bought their you know scarf tonight. Those guys are going to pop along on Saturday night when they'll probably won't be eighteen thousand. But let's get 
12, 13, 14,000 to that game because it's a big game. It'll be business as usual. Are you, are you egging me on or are you talking to no, the No, no, I'm just I'm, – I'm egging people on – I'm channeling you <laughs> because I don't want to hear this crowd thing come up again. And I felt that there was momentum and I don't want you impetus. to vicariously live through me. <laughs> oh, <God>. Okay. <laughs> You just speak directly to the people. You've got a mic. You're speaking to millions of people out there. Thanks for your call, Brad. Uh, make sure you keep listening because you could pick up that uh, $50 voucher with SPT Who's football. Who's deciding? I thought you, you said You will. I... In the next break, oh, you're okay. going to decide. No, I, I want to get through these calls. Let's go to Matt in Roeville. G'day, Matt, and welcome to the final whistle. Boys, the floodgates have opened. <laughs> <laughs> the floodgates have opened. <laughs> we, we're going to make it rain with a dollar-dollar bill. All those salty victory fans eat it. Here's a fun fact. 15,000 fans went to last year's FFA Cup. 18,000 at this year's. Well, I don't care how much the tickets were. We had more fans come to our games. So so you're more uh, popular than Melbourne Victory now, Matt? Well, in a couple of years, Melbourne Victory are going to be the third best team in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Matt. Have your moment, Matt. Have your moment. There's Vinny Venezuela. Um, good call there, Matt. Thanks. Stay, stay listening. You could pick up that $50 voucher. Hey, let's go to Tom in Gowanbrae. G'day, Tom. Hello, boys. Uncle Tom here. Hey, Uncle Tom. How are you? Very happy. Very happy. Uh, I thought that was the best A-League game that I ever seen. I don't know about your thoughts on that. Oh, is it? Look, I don't know skill and class, but look... I like the combative nature, and the skill level is always good now in A-League games, but it was combative. Look, if there, was any dis- if there was any need to dispel, you know, maybe a sense that what did it mean to players and where does it sit now in terms of a trophy, you know, it, that was dispelled in the first five minutes of the game. It was combative both ways and stayed combative in the first half. So, look, from a total spectacle, including the crowd and being there and everything else, it was fantastic. So uh, what, what did you think? Why did you think it was the best game, Tom? Well, I've been a foundation member of City um, since day one, and uh, I thought it was the best game that I've seen in the league uh, so far. You know, I felt, you know, I thought they were. A, I know they've played really well this year. Uh, I thought they they came of age as a team tonight because in a big game. Uh, they had to win their first trophy against a really good team. I think Sydney are a very good side. I had my doubts early in the year, but I think they've shown that they're a really hard team to beat. And in the first half when Sydney probably looked more likely, they didn't create a lot of chance, but looked more likely, for them to win under those circumstances, in the second half I thought they controlled the game, City, too. So I agree with you there, Tom. Uh, I, I really think that uh, they're, a, they're a club that's really now, um, they've set a marker for themselves, and I think they would have grown in enormous confidence tonight that they can win things, and they might be in the top two or three teams this year to win uh, the, the remaining piece of silverware anyway. Cool. And by the way, Tom, anyone ever said, said to you, you sound like Les Shineflug? <laughs> no, I'm not. No. Well, get on YouTube. Have a listen to Les. That's you. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's, that, that's that, an aside. Thanks for your call, Tom. Stay listening because you could pick up the $50 voucher. Look, I thought it was a very competitive game. I don't think it was City's best game. I think they've they they they've played better earlier on in the season. I I thought uh, Sydney were able to force a lot of errors and put a lot of pressure on them in the in the uh, first half, and and they gave away possession a bit 
bit too easily. I think they got a lot of they they were in the right spots, but uh, I don't know that it's the best uh, A League game yeah. I've seen them oh, play. For City fans, Vinny Venezuela, it's um, yeah. their, their best uh, game ever because they they've actually won some silverware in the men's. So hey, hey, let's before we go to a break, let's go to Jackson in Mitcham. G'day, Jackson. Hey guys, how are you? Yeah, very well. Welcome to the final whistle. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I, um, oh, good I on you. Privileged, oh, thanks. I was privileged to go tonight, to tonight's game, and uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect because Sydney had been brilliant this year, but uh, it was just great to see the way we came out right from the start. You know, We hit them really hard, and it was great to see a full 90 minutes, and I thought we dominated the game, really. It was just um, a really good performance, and I think we came of age tonight. Yeah, I don't know whether... The, I mean, first half was... Pretty combative and quite feisty. It lacked for goal-scoring opportunities. I think in terms of total shots on target, there may have been less than five in the first half, which is unusual for both teams. Look, it was an interesting game. Bobo and Holosko against Fornaroli and, I suppose, Kale and Brandon. Holosko and Bobo, to me, weren't as... They weren't as threatening as what I've seen them for Sydney in other games. And it was really a, a game in the midfield. I think the components of Melbourne City that I think are, that I like that go a little bit unhel- unheralded, Kilkenny is a tremendously pivotal player for that team. You like guys that are box to box, and he is. He'll get forward, he'll create, but he'll get back and defend and do the hard yards. He's a really important player. Bratton, I think probably the game changed for him based on giving away that unnecessary yellow in the first half. And... Yeah, it was a it was a competitive game. A few chances. Grant was dangerous down that side and troubled Calazzo for a, 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 some time. But Melbourne City, in all honesty, when they had set pieces throughout the first half, because Tim Cale had a shot to, a, a header that just went wide in the first half, they were dangerous. Ivan Franich, I think, really led to a couple of their. Brandon, Mister Sitter, I think. Yep. Yeah. So um, it was a game. Of few chances, I think two teams that are really tightly matched, very, very tightly matched, and I think you'll see them playing really good games going forward. Thanks for your call there, Jackson. Uh, stay listening because uh, Warren is going to determine who wins this uh, $50 voucher with thanks to SPT Football, uh, and we'll come back right after this break on the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. How much do you feel the game? Do you feel it like Brazilian commentators do? I love this game. This has been a tribute to Brazilian commentators everywhere. This is the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Ah, yes. Melbourne City are on top of the world, eh? As they defeated Sydney FC 1-0 
They are the FFA Cup champions. Timmy Cale scoring nearly 19,000 people, Warren, at Amy Park. I'm enjoying this more and more. Good. Because I've actually thought of all those Friday nights. Two hours. Two hours of being, what, what's Pummeled. your segment? Bagged. Ridiculed. Slagged. <laughs> Lost, lost your rag. I did lose my rag a couple of times. Absolutely shagged. Were you shagged? <laughs> yeah, but after spending two hours in the studio <laughs> copying it on crowds, yep. you know, colours, artificial, like everything. <laughs> I'm loving in. this more and more. How long have I got? 25 minutes. Spinelessness. And you know what? I'm going I'm to promise. Soft I'm underbelly. I'm going to promise <laughs> that I'm going to come into the studio on Friday night and if victory play well... I'm going to get right behind victory. I'm oh, going to. There's going to be no mention of city, you're no city jealousy, friends, all that sort of stuff. So I'm that's going. Magnanimous. To, I'm, I'm on top of the world, and it'll last until probably Saturday night when Brisbane beat us. Maybe last until <laughs> after this call. Yeah, just uh, keep your powder dry on. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, 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 no. Hang on. No. Keep your powder dry on okay. awarding what? the prize. No, no. Can seriously. I ask Scott why is he calling? Scott. Well, oh, why let, is he calling? Let me introduce him first and you can ask the question. Okay, why are you calling? Scott from Craigieburn, who is a victory supporter, wants to talk to the Four Diegos tonight on the Four Diegos final whistle. So, Scott, welcome. Uh, <laughs> good evening, amigos and Warren. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty, thanks Don't for listening, but why are you calling? Let, 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 take let, it let easy, the, Warren. Let, let the victory supporter have his say, Warren. I bet you just sit there and shut up for yeah. Thank you. and, and you'll find out, eh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, for starters, we don't want you following our club, mate. You followed us once and you jumped off the bandwagon. Oh, there's, nothing worse, there's nothing worse than a supporter who's with a club and they change teams. They're not a supporter. Absolutely, <laughs> you're yeah. Just a, you're just a fear to go on like the other 15,000 of them tonight, mate. And the reason I rang up, I'm not, did you guys ever watch Mythbusters at all? Mythbusters, yep. Do you remember that myth that they... Uh, disprove that you can't polish your turd. Well, <laughs> well tonight, tonight you actually found out. So we were right. You can polish your turd. Well, and listening I, to that yeah. last caller that rang up saying it was the best A-League game he's ever seen. Come on. You guys have a bit of integrity and say, come on, pal. That but, wasn't even... I think we did, Scotty. Days. Yeah, but Scott, you got to allow you got to allow the city fans, the faithful who spent their money, stuck by a club. you got to admire that much from... Yeah, I mean, they could have jumped off and, and joined a winning team with victory over the years. So you've got to give them a bit of that, Scott. Of course I admire them 800 fans who are following <laughs> But not the rest of the, the, bandwagon, the bandwagon jumpers. But, you know, good on them, good on them tonight. Um, they won the game. And at the start of the show, he said, well-deserved. I find that very hard to believe. I think Sydney had about, what, 25 cr- um, crosses into the box or incursions into the box to about... Melbourne City's 10 at one stage, so saying that it was well-deserved is a bit farcical. <laughs> um, but Warren, yeah, I hope, I hope you got onto that dentist last time I spoke to you about it. I've, I've been labelled an anti-dentite after, <laughs> after our last phone call. Oh, I love uh, it. Do, did you finally catch up? Do you understand what it means now, Warren? Or... Uh, he's ribbing out some Seinfeld uh, yeah, quotes as well. And Scotty, thanks for gr- keeping me grounded. I mean, I was getting a... <laughs> I was probably getting a tad ahead of myself. And for the record, never barracked for never barracked for victory. Never, ever, 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 ever. And, you know, some people jumped on. Some people didn't jump on. Carlos is still to jump on either one. So, look, I love, I love this banter because ultimately it's good, it's good for the footy. I still don't understand why 25,000 victory fans worry about 800 Melbourne City supporters and the rest of us theatre-goers and hangers-on. But, Scotty, good for ringing up because it is good for the game, and I, I enjoy the banter. And you know what? 
next derby. We'll both be there and we'll see who wins. Scott, uh, thanks for your call. Stay listening, mate. Warren. Um... Yeah, I'm going to give it to Scotty. Are you? Yeah, I am. Jeez. $50 voucher. Magnanimous. In victory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scotty, are you get, you're prepared to accept a gift from a <laughs> Melbourne City fan? I think uh, gone. Uh, Scott's gone. gone. Hey, Scott, give us a call back. Uh, we'll take down your details because Warren, the Melbourne City fan, has given Scott, the Melbourne Victory fan, a $50 voucher with thanks to SPT Football, Australia's true football destination. Shop online at sptfootball.com.au or check them out at in-store at 182 Whitehorse Road in Blackburn. He'll probably be able to pick up some Victory merchandise, don't you reckon? Oh, I'm sure he will. They've got... Put- uh, World football products from all the world's biggest brands. You should put a caveat on the price and just say you can only buy Melbourne City stuff. <laughs> I think uh, no. I think Scott fainted. That's why he wasn't there. But uh, that's a magnanimous oh. gesture and uh, very, very mature. Hmm. <laughs> Carlos gave me a, a pertinent lesson. He told me a pertinent thing. You what know? did he tell you? He said to me that I've made it when people start getting on the phone and bagging me. So I've made it because that's that what Scotty did. You, know, you, you made it when you had your first child. Well done. <laughs> Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. You're getting melancholy at twenty to a twelve on a Wednesday no, night. There, no Rod- melancholy. Uh, no, Rodrigo. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'll check out some of your text messages as well. Um, tonight it was uh, it was huge. And so let, let's let's ask ask a couple of questions about about the game. So um, what what what's the difference now? Why why is it is it just because of the cash that's been pumped into to Melbourne City that, that they have now, you know, risen to, to what they are? Or well, is it something different? Is there something about the way they play? Something as simple as they've got better players now than what they used to have. That's all it is. And, I mean, people, a couple of weeks ago, if you remember, guys, a couple of weeks ago, people were calling for John Van Skiff's head. <laughs> Snapper was. There was a few of them on the night. And, um, and that's been pretty consistent over time. And, uh, but they've won a trophy now. So those people who are anti-John Van Ship We'll have to, I think he's safe at least till the end of the year. Thanks, there was buddy. another story today I noticed. Didn't come out, there was no quotes from him talking about him giving it away and moving on at the end of this year. Uh, he certainly didn't say that to us when we interviewed him earlier on in the year. In fact, he poured cold water on it, really. Carlos, yeah, so it was no interesting that story uh, sort of cropped up again today with the suggestion that Graham Arnold, who's still uncontracted at Sydney going forward, may be, con- may be considered as a Melbourne City. Manager, and I have, to, I have to ask you that question, Warren, if that it sort of uh, inspires you or not. So, um, yeah, look, I, it, I just think they've got better players. Yeah. Uh, same coach, probably same philosophy. He may have improved a little bit over time, but he's just got better players. And I think there's two things that I'd want to say. For whatever reason, what's come with the better players has been a better attitude, has been a more competitive nature. The simple fact of the matter is they've – They've grown a backbone in terms of being better in terms of quality, but harder and more solid as far as mentality, as Raf Benitez would say and many others would say. And, you know, the Graham Arnold thing, some people might not like, might think that he's a reasonably defensive coach, but I tell you what, he's got a proven record of building clubs and Whatever happened tonight? Have to build this club. No, this club's. Built. But he turned Mel. But but he's turned Mel uh, Sydney from a team that was underperforming. Within two years, they're just as solid and as hard to beat now as what they've ever been in their history in terms of the they way they were. They were awful were last team. year, Warren. They were awful last year. It's only been eight games or ten games or whatever it has been. But anyway, 
I think City are a much better team for for what for the reasons you say. They have got better players, and and as you said, Warren, they've got a little bit more steel about them. I don't know that they're the finished product yet. I think they're still a work in progress. They 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 just won tonight. They won one nil, and a great team would win more comprehensively. I think that. Uh, the benchmark for me is Brisbane Raw and that streak that they went on and they were oh, playing yeah, champagne sure. football and, and just really ripping it up. And I think that uh, when when they get to that stage, when they, they, they start when we start talking about streaks, that's when uh, I'll really sit up and notice. I agree with you, Vinny Venezuela. That, uh, that's why I asked the question. Let's go to Daz in Reservoir before we go to a break. G'day, Daz. Welcome to the final whistle. Thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well. How are you going? Yeah, very well, thank you. You're, ha- you're happy tonight, aren't you? I'm Scotty. Okay. Over there because um, I wasn't a fan of what he was saying. I was a victory supporter um, because I love football and I love the idea of a second team coming into Melbourne. So I bought a membership for both clubs when uh, Hart came on board. I love the idea of going on footy every week. Fantastic idea. And then after that musket challenge on Zara, ah. game over. That was just too dirty. And also then you had the crowd trying to punch on with uh, the victory supporters wanting to punch on with. Uh, the, the heart supporters, it was just ridiculous. Mm. And I didn't want to be associated with that. And th- everyone can have their own opinion, but that was mine. And I always pay to sit on the halfway line, so we pay a pretty penny to go, regardless of which club. And um, talking about that, the trophy lap of honour stopped at the active supporter group. Didn't continue past. So mm. my, to my two little kids tonight, didn't get to see their, see their heroes. We'll see the trophy come all the way around. That's my only gripe with the city after their fantastic performance tonight. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good call. I mean, you know... But what would the players do I that? don't know. In most... I mean, most of the fans were in, in GA section, you know, GA areas, which happened to be tonight on the second level. So I think they needed to get around the ground. And we know, I, I dare say, Daz, you were sitting on the side of the dugout, which is... They're where the rusted Melbourne City mm. members are. These are the guys that were there from day one, Carlos, when we were doing fantastic <laughs> pre-games to about 1,200 people. They're the guys on that side of the ground mm. near the dugout that are the rusted Melbourne City fans. And for them not to get around to that part of the ground would have been disappointed because they're the real fans of Melbourne City. There's no doubt. Thanks for your call, Daz. Really appreciate it. Uh, sorry that your kids didn't get to see it cl- up close and personal. Hey, we need to take a break now and come back with more of the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Winning is a beautiful thing. When you win, you eat better, sleep better, your beer tastes better, and your wife looks like Paris Hilton. Geez, I love this game. This is the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining us tonight. Time flies when you're having fun. A big night for Melbourne City. They are the FFA Cup champions. They defeated Sydney FC 1-0. Timmy Cale did the business in the 53rd minute. 18,751 people at Amy Park, just in case you were wondering. Thanks to our sponsors tonight, Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. Hey, got a couple of calls uh, waiting on the line. It was a big day and big night. Thanks for your calls right throughout the night as well. Really appreciate that. And let's go to John in Mooney Ponds. G'day, John. Hi, guys. How are we? Yeah, very well. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm okay. Um, Warren, congratulations, mate. Thank you, John. Thank you. Yeah, I thought I played pretty well, actually. (laughs) Got him over the line. But uh, 
Yeah, no, it's good to have it's good to have a win for sure. Yeah, no, no. Um, look, I've just I've listened to the whole show, and um, look, I'm 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 a victory member from dot one, and um, I've you know um, it's I said it's night to um, and the call was to get excited and, and take my hat off to all the supporters that been there from you know dot one. Um, but I, I just find, you know, the last call, I think we're as Australian football supporters, and I'm talking round ball, we're a little bit still immature. And, and you know, take it maybe as a bit of a knock onto the bandwagon supporters or, you know, the so-called two or 3,000 people that left Melbourne Heart in those days and uh, um, left Victory and went to Melbourne Heart because they didn't like Merrick or they didn't like, uh, didn't like Musket or Musket Tackle, you know. If we were, you know, the people of Newcastle, they hate the owner of Newcastle, but they don't go to Sunderland and barrack for Sunderland. I know we're talking about 100 years compared to 10 years, um, but I just find that sometimes, you know, listening to a lot of people, uh, I don't know, we as supporters we still need to kind of, you know, I think at times grow up. And also city supporters, you know, like I said, heads off to the ones that have been there from day, day dot. But to the smug ones... All of a sudden, the, the future's mapped out because they've got the people behind. And which takes me to an, a question that is it, Carlos, I agree with a lot of the stuff that you say, and I think it is good for the game. But, you know, even as a Melbourne Victory uh, a member, are, are we, we going to be able to compete with someone like Melbourne City or uh, the Newcastles of the world or, you know, another third Melbourne team? I mean, you know, Tim Carroll's rule or no Tim Carroll's rule, whatever it is. But, I mean, they've got scouts all over the world. They've got infrastructure that no one that has in the A-League and probably won't have for a long time. Yeah, but, I, I, John, I, I just reckon talking to people at Victory, uh, even some of the players, talking to the players, they love it. They, they, they're not sitting back and saying that Melbourne City have got... If they do say it, they say it to spur themselves on and to encourage themselves to get to a higher level. And that's what I, I actually, I, I've had in the last couple of months, I've had the opportunity to go and visit nearly every A-League club and spend the day with their players, both W-League players and A-League players, just on a bit of a project we're doing at the moment. And I've done that for the last two years. And it is amazing what players say off the record about other clubs and players. And it's rarely that someone's getting an advantage. It's more like, you know, yeah, they've they've got a run of the green rubber the green right now, but we're gonna get better, and that's what I love about this league. I love about the players, and I and I love about some of the people operating the clubs at the moment. They're seeing what everyone else is doing, and they're gonna try and reach that level. and uh, And I'm seeing that with Melbourne Victory. I cannot wait to see what they build. Uh, at the moment, they're talking about the Footscray Park region near. Uh, uh, Victoria University will take it'll take a few years for this to happen, but I'd, I'd love to see what they come up with. Uh, knowing the people at Victory and the culture at that club, I think they might even be building something better than what's at Latrobe right now. So, uh, Victory fans out there, I've got nothing to worry about if if I were you. It's just raising the bar, challenging you guys to get better, and that's great for the game in Australia. John, I've got a question. Like, ultimately, do you think a strong Melbourne City? is good for Melbourne victory in terms of the culture of football, the supporter bases and building and growing the game? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. We'll soon see, we'll soon see 80,000 MCG for derbies. That's when we know 
that uh, we've really got a game in this country. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I just, you know, I'm more kind of, it's not about the dressing rooms or willy bins or who's got better. I just, you know, like picking out, this is, and this is another thing that why Melbourne City is strong these, these days. And it's exactly what you guys said. They've picked players that are winners. And, for example, the scouting, and I'm not, it's the scouting team that they have around the world and what they can pick out. All right, they found through loopholes with few transfers, good on them. FFA was asleep. But I'm saying, you know, the scouting teams, and I'm not saying, I'm, 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 you know, I just just hope that it doesn't become over a period of time, you know, Melbourne Victory, Sydney FC and Melbourne City and no one else gets to look in because we haven't got a history of, you know, 100 years. We don't have Europa League qualifications or survival and not dropping down a league. I just hope it, you know, I get what you say, Carlos, but I just hope in the short term that it just doesn't become, you know... You know, how do you pick out a player like Brendan or, you know, Fauna Rowley? Um, good on them. I mean, it's fantastic. But, you know, the scouting team that they have around the world is an, advan- is, is an advantage to what the rest of the A-League teams have. And, yeah, like, so I just hope it, it... Not that it becomes lopsided, but... Um, and, I, look, I've, it's the best thing that's happened. It's going to rise the bar for, for everyone. And I'm really proud that, you know, and, and maybe this is you know, being a little bit biased as a victory fan, but I'm proud that whatever we're going to have in a couple of years' time, that it was hard and dollars that being spent by an Australian club owned by Australians. Yeah, Australian made. Yeah, Australian made. That's what's going to make me really proud. John? John, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not too stressed about that because you look at Thomas Broish and you look at Bessart Barisha and Fred and and you know Finkler. All of these guys have come to the A League not not via big clubs. They've come from normal scouts that have have been spotted and 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 that's I think that that's going to apply to every club. Keo, for example, great player. He, he's he's, mm. he's not a big money player in terms of being sort of. Come, come, coming via that uh, Man City pathway. So, no, no, don't worry about that. Thanks for your call there, John. Uh, last call for the night. Let's go to Heath in Bendigo. G'day, Heath. Yeah, g'day, guys. How are you feeling tonight, Heath? Yeah, not too bad. A little weary on the way home. So, it's great a long to drive. see guys from Bendigo, and we've had guys travelling from Ballarat and stuff for Melbourne City games. So, it's great to get one of those people that's prepared to commit the time to get all the way down to Melbourne for this sort of final. Heath. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to um, take that opportunity to see Melbourne, see if Melbourne City could have their first win uh, and to win a trophy. So I took that opportunity and also to watch two really good teams. I really was interested on how they played. Great attitude. What did you love about the game tonight, mate? Um, well, I wanted to just sort of say I, I had a few issues getting down to the game tonight. I had a, a mobile ticket and my mobile went flat. And I just wanted to say thank you very much to the Ticket Tech people. Two people behind the counter had a lot of trouble trying to find my ticket, and they could have just brushed me off, and they didn't. They found me a ticket and got me in. So thank you to Ticket Tech. And, um, uh, you know, tonight I thought it was really good. I missed the first couple of minutes. And um, and early on I thought um, Sydney were going to give Melbourne a lot of issues. Uh, Their overlapping fullbacks are running in, attacking their attacking inside and creating width outside um, for their wingers to get crosses over. And then, you know, from watching Melbourne City the last couple of weeks, they haven't been able to change what the other teams are doing. Mate. And tonight they managed to stop that. 
What a fantastic uh, result. Would have been a long trip back to uh, Benigo, mate. But uh, we're going to have to leave you there. And that's it for this week's show. Boys, Melbourne City are the FFA Cup champions. So remember, Woo! Carlos. We're the Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll, we'll be there. there. We'll be Samba Rumba and La Bamba. We'll, we'll be there. there. There are girls with fruit on their head and balls their feet. We'll, we'll be there. there. Where the gringos play football. We'll, we'll be there. there. We are the 48 Forty Eagles.